0: This. Could be the most story
1: of the What's up, everyone, and welcome back to Box to Box. My name is Harry Hicks, and this is Max Botcher, and this is Thomas McKeon.
2: Yeah, that's right. How are you guys What's doing? That? Doing all right. How are you?
1: Pretty Good. Good. How's the week going? We're a little early this week. We're going on a Tuesday rather than I Wednesday. Know.
2: People are going to be freaking out. They're going to know. They're going to know by, uh, I don't know, by something. We're going left. on
1: tour this weekend in Nashville, so you know we yeah. had to switch the schedule yeah, around a little bit. Um, <laughs> All our fans, we're going to put on a live show exactly. for a live <laughs> audience. Live <laughs> podcast, yeah. Um, anyway, to get into the soccer business, yeah. Um, let's start off with Jesse Marsh to Leeds. Um, anyone have any initial thoughts on that one?
0: I feel like... I feel like it's a it's obviously a tough job. They're close to relegation, but he also doesn't have a job right now, right. and that's probably the only job he would get because no one else is really willing to take that job.
2: Yeah, so. I saw like a, an article which is like Jesse March like tearing his way through Europe, but he's not really. He kind of got fired from Leipzig, um, and it's a Leeds job that is. Um, an injury riddled leads team that Bielsa uh, like, yes, Bielsa ran the kids to death. Um, and I think that's part of why um, they are in a regulation battle right now, but also Calvin Phillips is injured. Half their team is injured. It's a tough position to be in. And it's not a, it's not the job you want to right. go into. I still think leads are, are probably going to get relegated. I'm not sure if, He's going to be able to turn around, um, especially with Newcastle rising. And, um, yeah, I'm not sure. Um, but still, it's another challenge for Jesse March, and yeah. our potential yeah. U.S. men's national team coach. I, I think it's good future. from that
1: perspective, for like from an American perspective. I'm yeah. excited to see him in the Premier League um, and hopefully succeeding a little bit more than he did um, at Leipzig. I also know um, Brendan Aronson has been pretty heavily linked with Leeds. So if they can kind of make that connection work as well, mm-hmm. um, he fits right in. That's a, yeah. Definitely a player that yeah he fits like right in. Needs um, and you know from like an Amer- American perspective that's exciting to see, but also from like a U.S. men's national team perspective that's great to have uh, Brendan Aronson playing in the Premier League, where it's a little bit more competitive, and playing with Jesse Marsh, yeah. um, who at some point in his career will likely. Coach the U.S. Men's National Team. Yeah,
0: hopefully. I was hoping it was going to be like very soon, but probably <laughs> not. Did um did Marsh coach Aronson at
1: Salzburg? I think so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I
0: guess that's probably the connection. But yeah, I mean, I think Leeds will still not get relegated with Marsh, and I think their biggest problem is their play style. Like they play like all out at attack, which is super fun to watch, but they also let in a ton of goals because they send everyone forward. Right. I think they've they've led in the most goals in the Prem by by a margin like a big margin. So if he can cut that down, I mean they have injuries, but that's the biggest that's the biggest problem. I mean Newcastle winning. I think their last five games, their last four out of five games. Yeah, but I think I think tough. they
1: can still beat out what Norwich, Watford, and Burnley. Yeah. I think they can. They're still down.
2: They're them. down. Like yeah. I think it's them. Them and Burnley. They have would, maybe six watch. points. Yeah. Um, Norwich and Watford I don't, They're done they're,
1: they're done But I think Burnley Might have a chance to Burnley yeah, I think that's then, the Honestly race. Everton's Right in around there as Yeah well, actually. So. Oh my Gosh yeah well, We got
2: Super Frank yeah, well, Super think, Frankie Lampard You
1: know that's why Everton and Leeds Both got new coaches Because they um, Don't want to be relegated So it's kind of a last I feel like Kind of a last uh, Ditch effort almost Right yeah.
0: It's honestly been hard For Marsh Because he When he went to Leipzig Like he just lost Leipzig just lost Nagelsmann so he's the new coach they just lost their captain Sabitzer and their best defender upa McCo right and so right away he didn't perform well but he was on a very short leash I feel like yeah. so as soon as he wasn't doing well like they fired him like yeah. in the fall right mm-hmm.
2: away yeah I'd like to see him um prevent a relegation and then have a nice reset and be able to put his system in because I don't understand how you come into Leeds and who've been in this insane system for three years, three, four years now and, um, switch it up in a half a year. It's going to be interesting to watch. Yeah. It's yeah, gotta be quick.
0: If he wasn't American, he would have gotten a longer leash in Germany. You
1: right? think? Actually.
0: Yes. Actually. Yes. Because I think there is a, um, there's like a, a stereotype of like Americans, American coaches in Europe and how like maybe they don't perform or they haven't historically performed. But yes, honestly, I do. I do think so. If he wasn't American, if he was a ger- any other German coach, I think they would have like let it ride out until at least the winner.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I mean, but. also Leipzig <laughs> did suck. Yes, they were bad Under and him. they were really bad. A
0: huge club. I mean, a top yeah, 3 they expect, club and in I Germany. Think,
1: honestly, I think with their funding, they're, they don't want to take that chance cuz there have been so much on the up um over the past couple seasons. I think they're were doing so poor under Jesse Marsh, they didn't want yes. to take that chance. So yeah. yeah, I do think that could have played a factor, but also I think yeah. it's understandable.
0: And they're, they're playing better now, so right. that's, so it that's seems like it was, something that
1: It changed. seems like it was a good move. So before we jump into our Carabao Cup review and match of the week, let's first talk about Chelsea, who have had a little bit of an up and down week. Um, mostly down, unfortunately. Yeah, I think it's all down. I think it's probably <laughs> yeah. all down, yeah. Um, we can start off with Christensen, who looks to have agreed to a deal with FC Barcelona. Yeah, um, actually. Yeah, and I think, I mean, hopefully, seems like the first of a couple defenders on the way out. Um, this seems to be the first one confirmed. It's kind of him going to FC Barcelona, you know, I think makes sense for him. Honestly, I think it's kind of a good move. He'll probably get paid more, and they're... Barcelona have been playing very well recently. Yeah, um, you know he'll have definitely a key role, and I think he probably sees himself having a key role there for a while. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, which is probably a good move for him, him career-wise. Also, I assume he just hasn't feel felt valued at Chelsea um, since he hasn't really been a consistent starter. He didn't really get the money he wanted yeah um i don't know what do you guys think
2: i think it's been a constant uh thread in our this podcast is pay our defenders um it's the heart of our team and they they're really not getting paid not getting the respect i feel like christensen could have been the um heir to Thiago silva's um throne right now in the mm-hmm. um the back of our defense um uh, in the center because that's where he really thrives is the center he is Capable of playing that right center back position, but if he's going to Barcelona, I can see him um, taking over uh, PK and yeah. be a more like actually the 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 big defender in that yeah. in that back four. Um, yeah, just disappointing. Like yeah. honestly, if for Christensen, I think for it's Christensen good, it's that's good. good yeah, um, it would it would be another year of being behind Thiago Silva uh, for that center position. So if he goes and starts for Barcelona, that's a pretty good, you know. It's that's also, like,
0: good. Barcelona's like an up-and-coming team right now. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And that's, like, yeah. weird to say, but they're trending in the right direction, and he's obviously going to be a starter there with Araujo, the I think, mm-hmm. is the other one. Yeah, and Raojo's that's, like, on. those are good center backs, yeah. honestly. Oh, yeah. and, um, and then Aspi now, too. Like yeah, Robert, we can jump Peter. into that, too, it seems.
1: Yeah. I think he, that's not fully confirmed, but he, um, Barcelona have a, bid out to him the contract till 2024 i believe i'm not sure the amount but um that's a bigger longer contract than he would get at chelsea and for him also it kind of makes sense going back to spain yeah i'm sure is exciting um kind of last big move of his career like 10 years though you know and that's the the big bummer of it is well yeah but also i think from his perspective he's kind of what he needed to do he won the champions league yeah he won the, that is true he won the um club world cup so he kind of checked the boxes that i assume he wanted to at chelsea
2: yeah and if he gets to go to barcelona after chelsea i mean he has he's not starting over reese james he's not starting for chelsea so it is more i assume he'll he'll kind of share time with Dest. you know um I'm not sure if Dest is the future of Barcelona either. Yeah. Yeah, so I think I think he might be there for a couple of years as kind of a backup, kind of able to play right back and um, yeah, just get some minutes as a more experienced player. Right, which is good for Barcelona and for Esby Honest, yeah.
0: he might start. Honestly, I think he I yeah. think he'll start over Dest. Probably. Yeah, and Alves is on a one year deal. I think so. Yeah. He's going to be gone. Right, and he'll start probably. And and honestly, like and that's a, for them yeah.
1: for Barcelona. That's a great double signing. Yeah, you, know, you can get guys that have connection and chemistry already. <laughs> yes, um, yeah. who are out winning trophies, and you can get them both on a free. That's pretty good I business know. from them. Um, poor business from Chelsea. But mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys have any initial like thoughts. I haven't thought about it too much, but who could replace um, these two guys at Chelsea? I think the biggest while well, you guys are. Thinking a little bit I think the biggest name That Chelsea has been linked with um, Has been Jules Koundé Mm -hmm. And he seems like The guy Tuca wants Honestly I don't know If I'm fully sold On Koundé Um, I think he's good He's young He's fast Um, But also The only ever news I hear of him Is being Like disastrous At right back Or Getting a red card I think he's had like Three red cards This season already Which is Kind of absurd um, yeah. And like, yes, obviously, some players get more reds than others. Yeah, um, right. But it's not like. Yeah, it's has, not a good stat. As, yeah. It's not <laughs> it's like not he a good has stat, the, yeah. you know, huge defensive
0: yeah.
1: ability to back that up. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: I mean, that's who I think right away, obviously, because they've been in contact with him for the last year. But I don't know who else. I mean, the, the first thing I think about is they have to sign Rudiger now. Because then that's three players that leave on a free. right? Mm-hmm. And then it's most of your defense is gone. So can we like almost like lock in like Chelsea is going to sign Rudiger?
1: Hopefully. I, I don't know, but hopefully, yeah. And, then, and I think out of all of them, we've talked repeatedly that he's the one that they should back. Yes. I think they've also talked about um, Matthias De Ligt, potentially. Um, another guy that I'm not really fully sold no. on. I, I would
2: I would rather have like tamori or back yeah. or Gwehi um who also left um just like players from just like players from the chelsea academy yeah but just bring them back they're, they're all playing they're gone. so well yes so they're <laughs> playing yeah, they, they, can <laughs> <laughs> yeah the like, they can't do that. give me some livermento give me tammy back the thing is they can't do that because that's just like
1: yeah. humiliating to them they're exactly. just losing money outright where yeah. it'd yeah. make more sense to buy someone new i guess from their perspective
0: do you have anyone on your mind besides Kunde
1: no, because I don't really want Koundé. I don't really want delict Araujo would be sick, but yeah, I don't. There's, th- no, there's way. no way Barcelona would sell him. I wouldn't. Yeah, Suler would have been great. Sula would have been same. great, but yeah, that's out the door yeah, there's too. There's no one so,
2: really else on the market that I can think of, um, which is annoying. Really annoying. You it'll, know? it'll
1: be tough. It'll be interesting. I mean, this is also a case where sometimes you know we say, oh. Chelsea might get someone to fill this position. Well, now they have to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they have to, which is they, not. They need to make a signing.
2: Great when everyone in the world knows that that you right. have to, <laughs> so you can just like pump right. up the prices. Yeah, it's not the position. Yeah, and like, our, what's our our lineup right now? would be Rudiger and Thiago Silva and, and Sarr. That's Saar. like all we have as center back options, which is already already we're pretty like thin. Uh, having only like five center backs in a three in the back system, right? So it's kind of oh, Chalaba. Oh, yeah, sorry, would be on the right side, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, and he's like, I mean, he's kind of positioned to fill in as a permanent starter, right?
2: And that's what we need some depth, we need some depth, and it could come from the academy, um, because like Chalaba, I is it has been very good for chelsea i think tamori would be equally as good way would be equally as good um just like players coming from the academy uh all have proven that um they when they're in the system and they're not <clears throat> like when they, when they get a chance they they actually step to the yeah. plate so um i'm not really sure yeah. if there's any great options right now at center back it seemed like we had a a couple of years of a bunch of players that are now starting for Palace for AC Milan. So, we'll see.
1: Yeah. And this is kind of all capped off I think by the elephant in the room um, where Roman Abram- Abramovich might have to sell Chelsea and seemingly Chelsea. will have to will have to sell Chelsea uh, sooner as sooner. opposed to later. Um, yeah. obviously due to the conflict in Ukraine. So,
0: yeah. I mean, it's one of the biggest assets in in football, I feel like. Or one of the biggest assets in sports, honestly. Yeah. So I'm sure there's going to be a ton of people interested, but also very few that can maybe pay that much money. It's an
1: interesting we'll, situation. We'll have to sell at a crazy discount because yeah, he's right. going well, yeah. right, to lose control of it. Yeah. Um,
2: there's so. a couple variables that are kind of interesting. Um, he came out that statement that he... He sees himself as the custodian of the club, and he's like relinquishing stewardship of the club. Um, I read an article that basically said that means nothing in uh, English law. There's no such thing as right. a stewardship. He's just like trying to dis himself, himself um, and try to like seem like he's relinquishing power. Um, he said he's relinquishing power to um, the charity, or the, it's kind of the board of charity. Um, and that's not really. Um, able to happen because there's a couple people on that board who are um one guy is in charge of a organization that um checks is basically a law firm that checks all the clubs for um as uh what for like mis misconduct it's basically um creates cases against those clubs so that creates like a um he he can't be the board of he can't have control of, of, only, of Chelsea yeah, if he's it's a part of, of it. conflict of interest exactly. So, um, it, like that's if Obamovich's assets are frozen, it's going to be interesting to see how they delegate. You know, Chelsea's uh, ownership. Also, yeah,
1: well, I think honestly, what I think is going to happen most likely is that it will be sold pretty soon. Honestly, over the next you know, four days or something. It might
0: be sold by the by the airing of this video. Yeah, like, yeah, but and I, think,
1: I think that will be the case because, yes, Chelsea is a huge asset, but, you know, people or, you know, firms or groups that have the money would love to buy Chelsea. That's and I bunch. think a lot of people have, you know, put out bids or wanted to buy it. Um, in the past? Maybe? In the past, and Abramovich hasn't wanted to because he's seemingly been a big... Supporter enjoyed his ownership of Chelsea. Um, I think that so people would, you know, jump at the chance to buy it.
2: The caveat is Chelsea, the club, is $1.4 billion in debt to Roman Abramovich, which is basically why it's like he just, which is, um, as uh, I don't want to like dish out praise to Abramovich right now because he is kind of very closely linked to Putin, Um, but it is kind of a a political move to tie Chelsea to his, um, basically prop up the club to his company. And you can't, if you sell it, fine, but then you owe uh, Abramovich, you still owe Abramovich $1.4 billion, you know? That doesn't go away. Um, That's still, Mm. there might be legal ways to get out of that, but that... um, tie is still there no matter what
1: yeah well
0: I didn't even know about that I
1: do not know about that either it's, it's well, so and, why you're on the podcast it'll, it'll be interesting I mean for Chelsea it's huge you know I think if um, as much as we can just from a just Chelsea perspective like this is huge for them um, and a very kind of dangerous moment for their club um, yeah so
2: also support us if we're in league, league two in a couple of years
1: yeah <laughs> All right, well, let's jump into some Match of the Week business. Um, last week, let's go. Max got the right call uh, with Sevilla beating Betis 2-1. to one. Um, Betis scoring on a free Who'd kick in the 95th minute to give Max the 2-1 to one correct scoreline. Screaming. Line. Ridiculous. I Text, wasn't watching. I was watching te- the Chelsea game. But I
2: texted you guys. Though. I was I like, "Let's go." I was. Like, you thought I was thought behind Chelsea on my scored. stream, so I was like, "I like oh, Max, Max. You ruined. You ruined a sick goal." Um, but it was just the. It the the was <laughs> the best just best the match goal. of the week. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Max collecting his points. So I'm
0: I'm catching up now. I feel like because I was bottom.
1: Maybe I'm yeah, tied now. I think I'm at, I have to check back through. I think it might be three, three, four. Or no, three, two, four. Okay. I believe because I had uh, a tie that week. Um, so, getting close. Mm-hmm. Actually, now good that we're finally earning some points. Yeah. It was a tough couple <laughs> yeah. tough couple weeks. Um, but I, it was a great game. Um, I only was able to watch part of it since I was watching that Carabao Cup final. But honestly, a very competitive game, even just from watching the highlights. Both teams had plenty of chances. Um, I was not disappointed with my 2 2 tie um, prediction. Watching that game, it seemed like it was just neck and neck with chances and whatnot, yeah. um, mm-hmm. and plenty of goals that Betis probably should have scored.
2: So. I didn't realize it was a derby. I didn't realize Bet- Betis was in Sevilla. So it was great. It was like a very ferocious game. Everyone yeah. was just like out there just trying. Fakir had that crazy tackle. Um, Do you see that? Oh, he yeah, from like behind that. or yeah. whatever? Yeah. It was just like um, they they were jeering at the Sevilla players to kick it out because one of their players was down. Um, and then Fakir – or like that was the other way around. Fakir didn't. And then you just got like sl- slashed basically. Yeah. It could have been a red. Um but it wasn't it added
1: to the flames, which is fun. Um, but yeah,
2: I don't know. I, I watched it. I thought it was a fun game. That yeah, was good. That myself. exciting.
1: Yeah, it was good. Um, I like to see Hector Bellerin with the new mullet. I haven't seen that yet, but it yes. uh, looks good. Adds odd. to the, his mustache. Adds right. to the, yeah, uh, it's his flair. It's his person. Adds it to is, the, yeah. the stature of Hector Bellerin. Yeah, he's, <laughs> a, he's a statement player, so it really it is. Falls in suit. Um, all right, so this coming week our match of the week will be manchester united versus manchester city the derby which uh should be exciting and i think um not to jump ahead of any of your predictions but city are obviously the clear favorites but i think you know still will be a very exciting game um with all these stars out on the field um and honestly a lot to lose for Manchester United. Um you know, they've been so much on the downward spiral recently.
2: Yes, it's great.
1: That they don't want to be humiliated. Um and then also big game for City honestly as well. Yeah. Um United are on paper a very good side. And um with their recent loss to Tottenham, Liverpool are inching ever so closer um to what the top, top of the table. Yeah. yeah. So big, close. Game, big game for top both of the them. Table. Um so I started last week. Who wants to start? We Got a prediction? I'll,
0: I'll start. I don't know. I kind of, I kind of keep going back and forth on this one because, right? Part of me is like, oh, City's going to humiliate them. Okay. But also, you never know. <laughs> you never know. Yeah, well, that's but, life. Yeah. But I will say, three-one City. I think is my my thing. City need to win this game, and it is against definitely one of the best opponents in the Prem I mean top four team and United just can't figure it out right now but it's a big game for them too so we'll see I bet they get a goal Ronaldo goal yeah I think I'm gonna
1: go I think I'm gonna go 3-0 City honestly Um, yeah it's a tough call honestly yeah I'll I'll stick with it I'll go 3-0 um I think City are so strong defensively United by far have the weapons to score against City you know they have Sancho Rashford um, Cristiano Ronaldo Cavani all these players yeah Alanga now too so all these players that can definitely do some serious serious damage Um, however they haven't been clicking and they've been kind of relying on single moments um, of individual play yeah and it's hard to make a beautiful individual play against Manchester City who have the best defense in the Premier League. So I think that'll be a challenge for them. And then offensively, City have all these weapons that do connect with each other. Mm. Um, So I won't be surprised if they put three past United, um, if they put three past Harry Maguire and David De Gea. So I think I'm feeling 3-0
2: feeling 3-0. Okay. I'm feeling... Be bold, Tommy. Like 5-1. What? <laughs> All right. <laughs> I think Man City's going to crush them. Um, that's just because... Um, I think it's funny when... Um, remember, like, two months ago, people said that the title race was over because uh, Man City was 10 points out. Um, and they haven't been struggling. It's just that the season's long, you know? Yeah. You know, there's always these... Uh, um, narratives around big games. It's like that this is a must-win game. This is just another game because Man United are a mid-table team. <laughs> you know why? Because they're in the middle of the table. And
1: no, they're in fourth, aren't they? Oh shoot, yeah,
2: they're, yeah, fourth. they're, fourth, they're fourth, fourth, but they're, they're but they, they, play, they actually but yeah, they do when that, when that when that happens. I feel like they've been, they've been
0: there, but like they do play like a. I think they're a table team, I
2: feel like. Yeah. And I times. think there are a couple uh games in hand, you know? Like I think Ta-Nam, I think yeah, Tottenham and uh, Arsenal have some yeah, games they're yeah. they're in my mind they're in like ninth. They've yeah. been in ninth yeah. for No, like, they've kind tired. of crept up randomly.
1: Yeah. Because they've had poor performance after poor performance, but have somehow mm-hmm. made up so much ground on the table. I didn't realize they were fourth. Um still f- what did I say? Five one. Yeah. Yeah. You you said
2: it. <laughs> yeah, I'll stick with it. It's like chess. I, I got to You can't move I, it. Back. I can't move Finger it. Finger off the piece. Um yeah, I think Manchester United is no, Man City is the best team in the world right now to watch and to play and uh to see and to um to hear enjoy. and to enjoy. Yeah. I think they're great. And um I think there's a better chance of them being on and when they're on Manchester United uh, are not gonna catch up i'm i'm basically saying that man it's that it's like the nash equilibrium you know man city is going to be on and man united is going to be off and it's going to be an absolute destruction for them you know okay you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah
1: i can't i'm i'm not versed in that equilibrium <laughs> um yeah but i will take your word for it yeah i think that's um probably a good shout right um city you know our they're a very good team. They're pretty good. They're pretty good. are pretty good. You were saying decent. you watched Grealish had a good goal today yeah. with that in the FA Cup.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I don't even know against who. Like probably a fifth tier team. But yeah, he had an incredible goal. It was like a kind of a long pass from Foden and he just like one touched it to himself and then just perfect finish. Mm. Weak foot. But Grealish beautiful. is also good.
1: Shout out shout out uh Tottenham with their 1-0 loss to Middlesbrough. They actually. They're out of the FA Cup. No, tro- no <laughs> trophies this year. So.
2: Well, that's a regular they, year. I <laughs> like, that has to be a, some kind of curse, you know? Like, they, they're good, and they every
1: year it's just like... They, they beat City, then lost Suburnly. to Burnley, then beat Leeds 6-0 or something like that, oh, yeah. 4-0. 4-0, and then they lost to the Middlesbrough. Yeah. That's a little bit of up and down movement of five. Yeah. So. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't seem to really find uh, how no. that's happening. No, that's, <laughs> that's so good. frustrating. With like the same lineup too. <laughs> that's literally so frustrating. Yeah. does not like. make any sense. But yeah. yeah, I mean, that's a whole, that's a whole nother story, but. It's all of the bag of worms. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think our predictions are locked in, so.
0: We're all getting points. Yeah. So.
1: Or not. Or <laughs> not. Yeah. <wait. laughs> no, we're all going to get points. <laughs>
2: okay. So yeah. Probably. Yeah. Most likely. Most likely, yes. We, needed, we
1: needed to up our score counts so we chose this game. Yeah,
2: um, Harry, you're in the regulation zone. You, <laughs> oh, shit. You, if you get, if you lose, off you're off the pod. We're gonna find someone else. To find someone else. Dang.
1: All right. Well. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so there's, we got one champion. I think we started off playing for like a nickel. Now we're. Uh, yeah. You're off the oh, pod. We should have put bet on it. Yeah, yeah. Was, I don't You're off the. You're off the pod. Winner
2: maybe, gets promoted to like ranks FC. Yeah. And exactly. someone just stays. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so long
1: um, all right. Well, enough of <laughs> Let's jump into what are we doing? Carabao, Carabao Cup review. Um, one of the craziest games I've ever watched, honestly. Yeah. We had Liverpool dope. versus Chelsea in the Carabao Cup final, finishing 0 0 um, at full time, 0 0 after extra time and then 11-10 Liverpool after penalties. What a scoreline. What a scoreline indeed. Um, so there was a lot in there. There you was know? a lot in there. I think let's just start so off a lot with... In there's in there in that 0-0. Zero, zero, you know? Let's yeah. start off with that. Let's just jump into kind of the, what, what 90th minute plus um, extra time and just kind of go through what happened. Um, I think, honestly, for me, a couple like notable players of the match are... Men of the match. Men of the match. <laughs> um, I think Edouard Mendy <laughs> off the bat is the man of the match. for One of yeah. the greatest saves I've seen. Unbelievable. Uh, let's break it down. Yeah, this. so Naby Keita with a shot from way out, and then Mendy saves to his bottom right-hand corner. Right. The deflection straight to Sadio Mane about I, three yards three out. Y- I
2: turned away. I was like, oh, Liverpool. Mane,
1: was, Mane was
0: running to the corner. He, yeah. Thought, yeah. He's, he thought he scored. And Mane,
1: or Mendy somehow jumped up and was able to deflect it from, like, Two feet off the ground, above the bar. I don't know how that happened, but one of the craziest saves ever. Um, And honestly, he had a couple more good saves. He had that one save on a 1v1 versus Luis Diaz. Mm -hmm. Um, He had another good save to his left on Van Dyke's header. Yeah. So, kind of a crazy game and great performance from him. I think he only had that one error with that uh, weird pass. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but then he made up with it. with. Kind of closed out the angle for Salah, so yeah. I mean, I think a crazy good game for him. Yeah. Um, I got I got two more. If you neither of you are gonna jump in, and I'll keep talking. Happy. No, no, yeah, because I want to talk about these guys. I think Mateo Kovačić, he has become so much more of kind of like a bruiser in the midfield, which is huge. Um, and he really is able to, you know, kind of be a little bit of an enforcer. Um And kind of shake up these players a bit. He
2: times every tackle perfectly. He had some he goes crazy, crazy, yeah.
1: crazy good tackles. And he's not really known for his defensive ability. But I don't think Mateo Kovacic, honestly, is really known for much. I think he's criminally underrated. Oh, yeah. And one of Chelsea's best players. And so I think he had some crazy good um, defensive actions. He also kind of took that tactical foul that probably saved <laughs> us a goal. Yeah. And I think he was kind of a star player, and then also Kai Havertz. I think he played the whole game, um, scored his penalty. He was so close. Um, he missed, or he had he kind of missed that one, one v one that he was offsides for anyway. And then he had two goals called back that were also offsides. Yeah, and so I think that was kind cool. of the painful part of this game is that there yeah. were so many chances. Um, and I'll let you guys speak in a sec, but I think basically him being up top really opened so many doors for Chelsea and they played oh, so definitely. fluidly and even though Chelsea lost and they didn't score and they had all these goals called back against them I thought it was a great game for Chelsea I thought they really really played well and I think for the better part of the game they outperformed Liverpool which is not an easy thing to do Yeah. Um, so I don't know if you guys you can I, riff on your initial thoughts
0: I think this is the best I saw Chelsea attack I feel like all season and that was like like Pulley, Mount, and Havertz were so interchangeable. Like they're all just like kind of floating around constantly. And Mendy for me is the man of the match, but also if Mount finishes maybe like two of those chances, he's man of the match for me. But yeah, he should he have scored but, like yeah. a yeah, few times.
1: It's either it's you know, he went from potential glory to really went, a terrible yeah, game. Yeah.
0: Which is yeah, that's how it is. But he played well, he just didn't finish, right. I feel like. And because he didn't finish, he played horribly. Right. But I think Pulisic played pretty well um, all yeah, game. Yeah. Kai played very well. Um, I thought, I was talking to Harry about this a little bit, but I thought Reese looked kind of rough. And Harry was saying, like, obviously he just came back from injury. Like, he's going to look rough and everything. But, yeah, first couple but he touches, struggled.
1: He yeah. was a little off the pace, I think. Yeah. Um, okay. I think that'll come back. You know, yeah. I think it's great to, that he was able to come on. In a cup final against Liverpool And You know Not have any huge errors Or anything After being out for two months Mm -hmm. So I think it was A little tough Yeah Not his best performance But I think it's You know On the up for him Um, What do you think Tommy? Um, Yeah I
2: thought The thing about Liverpool Is And Rarely do you see um, them be so, being so exposed, but Chelsea's attack really showed how exposed their their back four were because Trent is usually in a very advanced position, and a lot of times it was a three on three, um, and it's still tough with Van Dyke in the middle of that three on three. Um, but they, we did an incredible job um, three probably three or four times um, three times getting in behind with two shots from Mount and one shot from Pulisic, um, which. Could have been finished. All three of those could have been finished. Um, And then a fourth, Lukaku, um, straight through, which...
1: I kind of want to talk about that. You want to talk about
2: how he's kind of onside? Yeah. I mean, I think that's kind
1: of like the next thing is the ref... We can talk about just like the refereeing in the game in general or the calls that were made. Go for that one. Every cup final.
2: Yeah, this one, Lukaku um, basically is just played in a simple through ball and he seems... Basically, even with Van Dyke, he puts the, the shot away. Um, immediately, the flag goes up and they go to review it. Very quick review that they kind of draw some lines and they're like, oh, he was a centimeter off. And it seems like it was Lukaku's um, edge of his uh, arm, arm it was a, edge of his sleeve mm-hmm. was technically. Um, but if you like a couple angles on Twitter on a couple other um, pictures of it. Van Dyke's shoe is, can be easily considered a um, just like keeping him onside, and B what like, how is that the camera angle at this point of, of VAR? Like VR has to, um, we have to have more cameras, you know, the, like um, if they're going to call that offsides, a, the um, sideline referee shouldn't have called that offsides. If it's that close that I'm, that's not what they're supposed to do. These not supposed to do, um, which I'm glad that, they let it play out. Um, I guess, yeah, that's not what they're supposed to do. Yeah. Um, but it was kind of um, confirming that he was offsides when, like, that's not that's not. I, I
1: think the for me where it gets like confusing is like Lukaku is that really giving him that much of an advantage to be that much farther in front? And I know you like you know, no pun intended, but you have to draw the line somewhere. You know, Mm -hmm. there has to be offsides Mm -hmm. at some point. Yes. I just, for me, I'm like, okay, he's not really getting that much of an advantage from that position. How is he supposed to not lean when he's running? Like, that's also like, you know, it's, I don't know, it's a very tough situation. And it's hard because, you know, they keep saying that they want to give advantage to the attackers and stuff. And that is kind of a perfect instance where it's basically even mm-hmm. you know basically other than a centimeter yeah and so i'm not saying that based off those lines he wasn't off sides but i'm just saying that seems so harsh and so just kind of defeating in the game yeah and so i don't know i mean i think honestly the reverse of that is liverpool's goal that called back for van dyke being offside i think that one also is harsh and kind of frustrating to watch but he was clearly offsides. He was clearly offsides, and he set a pick
2: yeah, while he Yeah, he's, hold, he's holding right. no, in an offside position,
1: yeah. And yeah. Think, right, and he was clearly offsides. Um, it was very visible, and so that seems like a much easier call.
2: But, that's a, yeah, that's an example of VAR seeing a mistake that referees wouldn't really see, and that's like, yeah, it, by the rule, that's offsides. Um, but Lukaku's instance, before VAR, no way is that offsides, you know? Um, and uh, it's really like shrunk the line of, or just like made it really precise of what is offsides versus before. It was like, if you're kind of in line, um, that's a goal and we can all celebrate, you know, give some advantage to the attacker. And I think going forward, maybe, um, instead of lining up a sleeve, maybe if our, their torsos are in line, then, Hey, um, give a slight advantage to the attacker so we can see more goals and that goal doesn't get called back. Yeah. That's kind of ridiculous. I think
1: one thing that they could do which I haven't thought of before and I don't think this would have helped in this situation or helped um, I guess us as Chelsea fans in this situation but right. since the referee did put up the flag um, and he initially believed it was offsides it would be you know in American football how they just you know they have to have enough evidence to overturn the call on the field and the call on the field has more weight. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, and so, since he had that flag up, and they look at the monitor, and maybe they don't draw off the draw out the lines, but they look at a different camera angle or something from kind of right even with it, and they're like, "Okay, yeah, there's not enough proof to overturn this call, so yeah. it will be offside." Right. And so, for the the kind of reverse of that, if the ref left his flag down, there wouldn't be enough. Um, yeah, I love that actually. information to like overturn it.
0: Yeah, I think that's perfect, and I know. I, think, I mean, Tommy, not perfect, saying, but it
1: seems it just would give it's better than what it would have give now. the attacker kind of the benefit of the doubt in a 50 50 situation like yeah.
0: that. Yeah. And I think the ref actually did what I think they're instructed to do. He's yeah. supposed to let the play go until there's like a stoppage. And the goal was a stoppage. And so I think VAR should be used for egregiously wrong calls, not for things like that, where it's like, like maybe it's wrong but it's like it goes back to your thing right. where it's like it's too close to call and whatever the call is on the field like maybe they should just stick with it but then when we're like down to like measuring like shoulders like someone has a bigger shoulder it's like
1: it's hard because it's, it's not so, really a perfect situation yeah. yeah um you're all i think also in all honestly in all honesty we're always gonna miss out on a call that we would have liked with var or without it um so I don't know. I honestly it would be on average. I don't know if there's more like offsides goals or something that are called back than there were before for being offside. I don't really know what the stat is like, but it would be interesting to see. Yeah. Because yeah. Cuz that would be more telling since before, you know, it'd be like, "Okay, we watched the replay. They were clearly onside, but they were called offside. Oh, we need VAR." Mm-hmm. Now it's kind of the opposite. So, honestly, I don't really know.
0: Yeah. And it would, would just be
1: think. nice. <laughs> it'd be nice to have less goals called back. It'd be nice if the – side, instead of the sideline
2: referee being instructed to call it offsides, have, like, a little, like, hey, check that, you know? Like, I don't think that's offsides, but check that. And then if if they check it and it's obviously offsides, then call it off, you know? Something like that where it's quick. um, And then the Lukaku goal would stand and – like if Liverpool had a similar goal I would want that to stand you right. know that yeah. that's kind of ridiculous for um, us to lose on that
0: Well the unfortunate part is I think we've seen certain teams get away with more like using VAR than other teams like we saw the City handball over the weekend where it's a blatant handball and this isn't the first time like City has gotten away with like calls like this like whether it's tackles in the box against Arsenal I think there were like two that were blatant penalties and then they actually got a penalty in that same game for like the same foul that they did on arsenal and so i feel like certain teams liverpool included get away with like more calls or they're favored more if that makes sense we'll
1: have to yeah look, I, look into the data for that because i feel like yeah it, i don't it, know i it, don't i don't have enough to speak on that honestly yes. i do think that handball by roger was pretty blatant i don't yeah, know how that was that's in, annoying. a handball like that seems like where var should come into yes. play I I don't know. I don't know enough on, like, who's getting yeah. what calls. I do know that Naby Keita should have gotten a red card for that oh, tackle on yeah. Trevor yeah. Yeah. Oh my god! Chalibau had to get six stitches for that. On his, on his <laughs> groin or whatever. his yeah. inner thigh. Um, Ouch. Well,
0: he's cleating he's cleaning down on his thigh.
1: And I think the thing is, you know, they're like, okay, it was a 50-50. Neither of them touched the ball. Yeah. But... Nabi Keita touched Chalaba. Chalaba didn't touch Nabi yeah. Keita. <laughs>
2: Chalaba was going for the ball but made sure he didn't like come down on Keita. Yeah, and Keita, and that's a dangerous play. You know, put that's his like cleat right on his yeah. thigh. Jesus, yeah. That at was at high outrageous. speed.
1: Um and I like I just watched Jackass and that was worse. Yeah, yeah, no, like seriously, I don't know how that's not a red card or not anything. They were just like yeah. they just did like a fifty. Oh, he didn't 50, get like, a yellow? No, he didn't get anything. No, they, 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 did. just, they just like were like, okay, like get up. Oh my gosh! They're like, okay, it was a fifty-fifty. Should went I like, in keep on it. playing after that? Mm. Yeah, he went down for like a couple of minutes, and they gave him some treatment. But then, yeah, he kept playing. What a beast! I know, but like, what the heck? <laughs> yeah, yeah. How is that? How is that not anything? Like, someone. Yeah, okay, uh, if you're not gonna, I don't know. It doesn't make any sense.
0: Yeah, that's <laughs> so, annoying. Yeah. What about uh, Trent and Kai's little face-off? That
1: was so odd. I was like, what are you guys doing? And Trent's, was-
0: like, whipping his head, like, like, get off of me and stuff.
2: Kai does that a lot of times. Kai, um, he loves to just, like, walk into, like, if he gets tackled and he gets up, he doesn't, like, try to move out of the way. He kind of just, like, yeah. w- like, gets up as if, like, they're not there. And then he's, like... What, yeah. you, what are you doing, man? What are <laughs> yeah. you? You're in my way, and he like starts stuff like that all yeah. the time. I and think it's, it's funny when kind of those
1: curious. two players like go like head to head like that. Like there's some huge macho guys, yeah. Where like the reality is they both are just gonna like like not talk going smack like, to each other but also not, yeah, do, anything. not do anything yeah. <laughs> they like got in that situation like okay now what yeah i know <laughs> like we're about to fight but we know neither of us are going to so yeah. we just have to wait for other people to get here to kind of bail us right, out of this right. awkward situation <laughs> it's, yeah. not, it's not it's very awkward <laughs> it's, it's like, like all, right, all right now what? Yeah.
2: Um, i thought a cooler moment was um that trent and reese went back to back in the penalties um and that's that felt like a, a really cool moment because they're two of the best right backs in the world yeah. uh, and and trent smashed it and then it was like the pressure on reese i was like come on come on Reese <laughs> and he smashed it too yeah, so it was, both
1: uh, keepers guessed the right direction both and, missed and it. both just like they were just it two good penalties just like shushing the yeah, crowd like that was that. awesome i thought that was a cool moment yeah i mean i think we can jump into penalties in general yeah um went through the whole team everyone scored except for kepa kepa who um, for those of you who didn't watch the game, Kepa was subbed on in, whatever, the 119th minute as a penalty specialist to hopefully um, kind of give us yeah. the advantage. And I, you know, I think we can talk about whether that was the right call or yeah. not. I have, I have no problem with it. I think Mendy had a great game. And, you know, so you could say, okay, he was going to do that. But at the end of the day, or he was going to perform well in penalties. At the end of the day, I feel like penalties are such a toss-up anyway yeah, that putting Kepa in doesn't really hurt that much. I think you know maybe it gets into Liverpool's head a little bit. Um, they're like, okay, yeah, maybe throws them off a little bit. And Kepa honestly does on paper have a very good penalty shootout. Yeah, it percentage. was like
2: thirty-seven percent saved versus Mendy's fourteen percent. It was right. something crazy. So it's like very that. substantial,
1: and I so I have no problem with that um, because it's really all you can do. Yeah, to really have an impact in a penalty shootout tactically is very hard
0: and we we've seen it work before right too. so I, I think it's the right call yeah we've seen other teams do that i think netherlands used to do that with cruel they took out like sealison and like the euros and stuff and then cruel like was, was their guy <laughs> yeah like in, i think two times but yeah i mean it was just unfortunate that keppa didn't save any but neither did liverpool's like Kelleher didn't save anything right. and they didn't make a sub yeah so. it
2: was honestly one of the better um like i feel like keppa could have saved a few um, one of the Van more Dyke. embarrassing yeah. moments was uh, Van Dyke comes up, Keppa tries to get in his head by standing like seventy five percent on the right side, and and he stays there, Van and Dyke. Van Dyke mm. mashes it to the top corner, and Keppa probably could have saved it, like it, it was it was there, but he just was yeah. star starstruck. That his Van yeah. Dyke just went right. on to the left yeah. side where he was. I and, know that so was. Pretty, I mean, home.
1: honestly. Yeah, that, that was, was a nice, crazy. That was, a that nice was crazy. <laughs> yeah. I think, you know, he had the best chance on. I think Kunate's um, pen. He got a hand to it, but um, he was kind of down low already, so mm-hmm. it was hard to get enough. Is
0: that the one? that Was like kind of behind him almost? Or yeah, above he... him, and yeah. it was kind
1: of you know it was hard to get enough power on it to really stop the shot. Yeah,
0: well, he got enough power on his shot. Yeah, yeah, he got a
1: little too much. Yeah, it yeah. was it was a was, go- I, it was, a fruit, like goal it was kick. <laughs> unfortunate that it ended that way. But yeah. like, what a pathetic penalty! <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, honestly, I was like, before he was getting up, I was like, yeah. A lot of times, goalkeepers are pretty good at penalties yeah. If they practice against each other, and I do think that's generally true. Yes, um, you know, like Pep always says that Ederson is the, best, the best at penalties on their team.
2: Yep, yeah. You just yeah. got put. On Neuer used right. to take pens for right. Bayern uh, yeah.
1: yeah, I think a lot of keepers are very good at them. Um, and I don't doubt that Kepic is good on his day, but it was just like a bad decision mentally to try to put it up high. You know, yeah. I think the, the move always is just to put it like low to the side.
2: Yeah, and if you can do a little stutter to see where the goalie right. goes. Honestly, the fact that 21 players scored consecutively is also pretty crazy because penalties is usually um, it's like a 75% conversion rate. So for 21 players over and over again, and that like. Um, not a few most of them were like obviously Phenomenal. obviously gonna
1: be goals. Like there no way you save that. Mm-hmm. Right. It was pretty crazy. Yeah, they were all yeah. that's what I was thinking. They're all very good penalties. And I was excited, you know, I think sometimes I get a little nervous with Chelsea players stepping up to the spot. Yeah, when it got to like past Yeah, like Timo Werner, Lukaku, yeah. Trevor Chalba. But Timos honestly, almost got saved. They always they all had like good penalties. Um yeah, yeah. Timos almost did get saved, but you know, he scored. Yeah. Um, yeah. Lukaku had a very nice penalty. Chalaba had a very nice penalty. Yeah. Which is so I thought crazy. it was very good all around, honestly, from all of them. Rudiger, you know, I was like, oh gosh, he's going to blast it over the top. Yeah, Rudiger
2: go like fourth or
1: something? No, maybe he had a great. Six? No, I think it was like six maybe, yeah, but it was like a very cool, yeah. cool, coolly taken penalty. Right. Um, they're all professionals. It's just right. like a. And that's
2: when it. Like these players are some of the best in the world because it's. Like they're not. They don't practice penalties, you know, but they. It's, Mentality. They go mm-hmm. up there and they, they do
1: a job yeah. They place think, it correctly. I think that's kind of why my take on the whole thing is, yes, it's frustrating for Chelsea to lose and to lose like that. But they were toe-to-toe the whole game. I think they had more chances. Um, they got unlucky on a couple of calls. Um, and honestly, Chelsea haven't had – they've been playing a little bit better recently, but they've kind of had a couple tough months in overall. Yeah, And so for them to kind of come in and put that performance up um, against Liverpool, who have been playing very, very well lately, um, I think is a good sign. Yeah, and I could think have I, done, yeah. I think you know they play uh, in the they play Luton Town in the FA Cup tomorrow, where I, I assume um, you know Team of Werner, uh, maybe Callum Hudson-Odoi and Lukaku will start or something like that. Mm-hmm. But I would like to see over the weekend. I would like to see Pulisic, Havertz, for sure, and I would also like to see him out because I do think that he played well in that system he played well with Havertz and with Pulisic he just didn't put him away um and I think hopefully we can just you know crack that down that he wasn't on that day or he got a little bit unlucky yeah I don't I don't really want to see him lose that spot since he didn't really play well yeah that that,
2: I feel like um Kai and Mount have to play if we're going to go for these big games. I'm glad that Kai started, and then either Pulisic or Ziyech is yeah. kind of that third spot. Um, yeah, kind of heartbreaking that... That's the second cup final. We lost to Liverpool in like two years, both on penalties. Mm-hmm. You know, that, um, no. It was the Super Cup, or not Super Cup, is it? Whatever the... Yeah, it's Super Cup, which is the final. versus Champions League. Europe versus Champions League a couple of years ago. We lost on penalties. and But on at least... To Leicester, Arsenal, Leicester, yeah. But the year before, the year before, it? and Arsenal, Arsenal. yeah. And just a lot of,
1: yeah. a
2: lot of. We've we've been to a lot of Cup finals. We have a Club <laughs> World <laughs> Cup and a Champions League in that in those in that stretch, but also right. four losses, which is kind of heartbreaking. Um, but I think we definitely proved that we can beat Liverpool, and um, we're there. I think um, just like in the future, we is need three a, ties on the year with them. Yeah, which is awesome. Two two one one and whenever Chelsea, Man City, um, and Liverpool play each one another, and sometimes like um, Tottenham and Arsenal, those games they are great games. Those are some of the best games
1: um, you watch all year. Mm -hmm. Um, Except for Chelsea City this year. (laughs) Yeah, frustrating. I know those were kind of tough ones, but no, I, I do agree, and that's why leading up to it, I was like, wow, you know, Chelsea have to play Liverpool to get past or to get this. Championship. But in the back of my mind, I was like, well, Chelsea kind of always show up for these big games. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think good game overall. Um, credit to... Here, here. Congratulations to Liverpool. Yeah, fair uh, Well-fought game. So. Yeah,
0: it's a coin flip. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I wanted to quickly talk to Go you guys it. about um, Lewandowski. Like, I, Byron is basically going to talk to him about, you know, contract negotiations. I think his contract expires next year. Um, and obviously they don't want to lose him on a free. So he's either going to be at Bayern for maybe two or three more years, or he's going to be gone this summer. And I just wanted to see what you guys were like thinking. So my thoughts are we sign him for maybe two or three more years because there's really no one else in the market that I would get right now. I feel like Holland, not. Yes. Holland's the only one, but I don't think Byron is willing to do that. And maybe someone like Schick or, like, Hilaire is a good one because I think he's, like, 28 or 29, and that's, like, the perfect amount of, like, he's good enough, you know, for the next maybe, like, three, four years until you find, like, the true, like, heir, you know? But, like, I don't know. What would you guys think? Like? Lo- I-, I
1: would love to see Byron go big for either um, Holland or kind of a different position, but uh, Florian Verts. I would love mm-hmm. to see them go big for either of those two players. Um, you know, both of them put them back 70 mil.
0: Yeah, I don't... Yeah, unfortunately, I don't know if they can...
1: But, you know, they bought Sané for a lot of money. They bought Lucas Hernandez for a lot of money. So, yeah. you know, it's possible.
0: Yeah, Hernandez was 80 mil. Right. So think he's our biggest signing.
1: And I think, you know, they're looking at this. If Lewandowski does leave, I think them getting Holland is not out of the picture at all.
0: Yeah. I mean, I would hope that if they're getting rid of Lewandowski they would be bringing in someone big. I mean, they have to.
1: Yeah. Well, they do have Choupo on the reserves. So yeah. Well, Choupo might,
0: might leave too. Oh, I
2: really? Think, yeah. I think, not to disrespect Lewandowski, he's one of the better strikers, he's probably the best striker um, in the last 10 years. But, the amount of chances Bayern creates, I think you put Haller in there and you'll still do yeah. all right, you know? Mm-hmm. And it is really, can Bayern win the Champions League? Um, with their team they're gonna win the Bundesliga for the foreseeable future um, they're not in any trouble so what how old is Levin Dose? why does he wanna what's, what's the deal with 30, him leaving he's probably
0: 33 but I feel like there's always the rumors of Madrid like that's been there like he forever he wants to do
2: like a couple of years in or, Madrid.
0: or Premier League honestly like City Arsenal need a striker honestly like that would be I, mean, be I don't cool, know yeah. what his transfer value is but it's probably like 40, 50, yeah. something like that. That's doable. Yeah. And um, if they get two years out of them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like kind of always rumored his next step is Real Madrid, but at this point in time, that seems very unlikely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Since they have Benzema, they're probably going to get Mbappe yeah. already rumored with Holland, potentially, you know, I don't know if yeah. that's um, just rumor or not, but that seems kind of off the table. And so I I do think kind of a Premier League move looks more enticing. Um, I don't know if he would ever go back to Dortmund. Yeah, Um,
0: Sule and... Probably not, but that would be kind of...
1: I could see him doing that as well, you know. Um, I don't... You know, Bayern wouldn't like that, obviously. But if he he runs his contract down, it's not up to them, so... Yeah, that's true.
0: Yeah, that would be tough. Him on City?
1: I do... Yeah, I mean... Yeah. I don't know how you do on... Like, he's not a... Bayern and City play so separately or so differently that I don't even know if he's kind of Pep's striker. He's very, uh, like, he's not one-dimensional compared to other strikers, but compared to how City plays, Lewa is very one-dimensional.
2: Yeah,
0: but City doesn't, City don't like to play with, they like to play very, like, tactical. You know, and they don't play with a striker, really, for the most part. Which is why I don't think he would fit. But I think he would fit because when Pep coached Bayern... They played pretty much the same way. And Pep would install like a lot of tactical players, like Tiago or Javi Martinez and stuff like that. And Leva still scored yeah. like a ton. So I think he would get like score like 30 goals. I think for <laughs> Yeah, I mean
1: honestly I, I yeah, I agree. And I think the similarity between Manchester City and Bayern Munich is that like Tom was saying, they both create so much chance so yeah. many chances. And it's not that um, Lewandowski is bad and he's nowhere near that but I do think it does help him that he plays on phenomenal teams mm-hmm. yeah. um, and kind mm-hmm. of always has mm-hmm. or I guess well while he's been with Byron you know they've always yeah. been Byron I
2: think, I think a half of his skill isn't his finishing ability which is great it's um, like his movement and getting into those uh, those channels and finding the space and really just like how I think think of Bayern, that difference between Bayern and Man City is Bayern plays a lot of those like chip through balls that um, Lewandowski takes down and finishes versus um, Man City's way of scoring is more um, dribblers on finding dribblers and quick players on the sideline, and then quick cutbacks, mm-hmm. which Byron also does, but more so the like Kimmich balls under the top where Mueller and you have Mueller and Lewandowski and Sane all like attacking and it's yeah. just like a, crashing the boards essentially.
0: Yeah, City plays very on the ground, like yeah. very very few crosses for the most part. Yeah, I guess they have no one in the middle to finish them, so mm-hmm. it's just mm-hmm. shots. Oh, well,
1: look at Adam. Um, Yeah, I think either way, um, I think I could see him leaving. I think it's probably more likely that he'll stay, honestly. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's not, you know, I don't know really what he has to gain by leaving, you -hmm. know, probably more money or more, you know, if he wants to try out a different league. But also he's still competing at the highest level with Bayern Munich, um, where he's been for quite a while. So I could easily see him just kind of re-upping his contract. I don't think that's i in my mind that's kind of the more likely thing to happen
0: yeah i agree i hope he doesn't leave <laughs> yeah. So. yeah um all right well let's
1: wrap it up there um thank you all for listening and for watching um and we will see you all next week
2: peace boxers
0: let's go all right. All right.